All right. Hello, and thank you for joining Breadcrumb Theory, a modern-day podcast navigating the digital age. We are your hosts, Melissa Schwass and Eric Shear. Welcome. Well, Eric, we made it episode number one. All right. Fantastic. Our first one. <laughs> uh, before we get started, I think we should probably tell people who we are, what we're about, and what the heck Breadcrumb Theory is. Do you yeah, want to get like started, or do you want me to go? Uh, yeah, why don't you go ahead and kick it off, and I'll follow up. Awesome. So my name is Melissa Schwass. Uh, Eric and I both reside in Colorado. And for those of you who do not know, I call Eric my first Colorado friend. After moving here three years ago, we both started at the same technology company. And that's where our paths met. So needless to say, uh, I grew up in technology. We are doing a technology podcast. And uh, uh, that's enough about me for right now. What about you, Eric? Yeah, well, as Melissa said, we both... uh Met working for the same technology company and, uh, you know, really what uh, we've been having many, many talks about uh, is how we use technology in our everyday lives and uh, as working for tech companies and how that looks. And uh, we both have, a, I think, a unique perspective on uh, on uh, how, how we look at it. So we basically came up with the breadcrumb theory um, as a way to explore these things that we have long conversations about anyway. And uh, hopefully it's interesting and uh, you guys get some use out of it. Yeah, I think uh, the world's at a big turning point right now. And as, I, as Eric mentioned, uh, him and I have these big idea and in-depth conversations about technology. Um, we take it for granted being in technology, working in technology, living with technology. Um, but I think the times we're living in now, I've come to learn that not everyone has that experience. Um, and if if we need to talk about it, the times we're living in now are COVID times. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then and that's the thing is I think COVID really exposed how much of, of society hasn't kind of plugged in. You know, we're, we're early adopters for everything. I was, you know, the first in line for an iPhone. I have every new gadget that comes out. I understand how Zoom worked before Zoom was a thing. Uh, you know, and and yet, at the same time, in talking to our friends and family and other folks out there when they were forced to, you know, work from home for the first time, I'm somebody who's worked from home for a better part of a decade. Uh, so to me, it wasn't that big of a transition. So, I mean, all these little things started, uh, you know, plaguing people and they started coming to us for explanations or help or our thoughts and opinions on things. And uh you know, it's, it is. It's, it, we, we saw a huge need to, to, to help people understand our digital world. Yeah, I think that was the point where I realized, like, what do you mean you don't know how to use Zoom? And, you know, I have friends that are in sales or healthcare or insurance. And, you know, I obviously patiently, as patient as I can, for those of you who don't know, I'm not very patient, help them walk through their setup and what have you. But agreed, I grew up in technology. My family and I both already work from home. But I think COVID's forced us to transition our lives in a faster pace. So, Melissa, why don't we... Uh then get into really what uh, breadcrumb theory means, right? And what it, what it is and what we're trying to uh, be about and uh, kind of kind of map it out for folks. Yeah, I think, I guess I'll just go through what I, th I think breadcrumb theory means to me, Eric, if that's okay. Yep. Yeah, so breadcrumb theory to me really is just about the ever um, increasing evolution of technology and the impacts it has on how we use it, our, our, our mental health, our wellness, and what have you. And I think I've learned that through the years of my time working with 
really large companies and implementing really cool technology, that it's a great tool. But I'm sensing a, a shift in our, our lives where it's not just a tool anymore. It's a part of who we are. And so for me, I look at the aspects of uh, human health society overall and how we leverage technology. And really, you'll hear me say often throughout many of our episodes that we should use technology as a tool and not let the tool control us. What about you, Eric? Right. And so very much uh, feel the same way. And as somebody who is uh, always curious about technology and thinking about the near future and the future of, of what's going on, seeing these things that were once science fiction become reality um, and, the, and the questions those things pose. So I, you know, always think about technology as how do we, you know, what is the, the helpful nature of it? How do I get to wake up feeling refreshed instead of being ripped from my sheets by a, you know, an old school alarm. And so a lot of these things are, uh, you know, we kind of follow that trail of breadcrumbs to see if, like as Melissa pointed out, are these useful in my life? Can I use these to be more productive, uh, healthier? Uh, can I can I use these things to even better you know better my life, my career, and my and my my opportunities, and kind of steer clear from the dark side and, and looking at some of the downsides of uh, of all this tech adoption. So things like cyberbullying and uh, uh, privacy issues and all kinds of stuff. So uh, that's what it means to me. And you know we're going to dig into a lot of fun topics. Some of them that are near and dear to our hearts that we deal with every day and. Uh, other topics that are kind of maybe just over the horizon a little bit, but um, they're started coming into our purview. And, you know, what is it that going to be like, you know, for you when it when it does hit? You know, what is it going to be like when autonomous cars are, are a thing for everyone, right? So, you know, we kind of kind of balance the, the entire ecosystem of, of health and uh, uh, technology as it applies to society and community and health and, and everything else. Yeah. And one one quick shout out is, you know, breadcrumb theory was not a name we derived. Um, just to give credit where credit is due. Um, my husband worked for a small software company many, many years ago. And one of the founders had this idea of breadcrumb theory, where as a society and as individuals, we're following this trail of breadcrumbs. And each breadcrumb we come to, we pick it up and we essentially eat it or we put it in our pocket. And we're continually picking up those breadcrumbs. And you can liken the breadcrumb to evolution technology, where you know, we're getting to a crossroads or a cliff of sorts. And we don't know when that's going to be. We don't know the real ramifications. And so we're already somewhat down this trail of breadcrumbs, if you will. And now we're just really knowing the true ramifications of technology on our health, of how we connect with others, of how we improve our, our daily lives. And by no, by no means do I think technology is a bad thing. I love technology. It's a significant portion of my life. But obviously, with every positive comes a negative. So just wanted to give credit where credit is due on the actual name itself. Oh, fantastic. I think that... Um what the one thing that I think the major key that we explore here is how fast technology moves, right? It's, it's, we say it all the time, it's ever increasing, it's going faster and faster, but what does that really mean? And if you think about it, not, you know, for those of us who are a little bit older, I'm a Gen Xer, right? And, and, you know, we hear so much about millennials. Um, I'm a millennial. <laughs> um, and now we have, what is it? Gen Y, talking about how old millennials are. Think about the Gen Xers. 
and and the baby boomers and and what have you and that's it gets crazy, right? So the level of technology has always been increasing, but it's increasing at a rapidly, at such a rapid rate that really, we as a society don't get time to really integrate everything that comes our way, right? We have to make a snap decision on whether or not it's going to be useful or use it. And if we don't, if we're a laggard or we're a late adopter or whatever, you already might miss the boat. And by the time you're ready to make a decision, there's something new for you to consider. So hopefully what we can do is help you navigate uh, kind of what's useful right now. What do the trends look like? What are the things that are going on? And so you can better map out, uh, you know, what you need to give your focus to. Yeah, I think it's important to identify what technology is essential to you. And I'm going through that right now. Eric and I were just having a conversation this over the past week about TikTok. And I know TikTok is huge and the data algorithms that that platform leverage are kind of amazing and incredible, but a little scary. I am not a TikTok user, but I am slowly considering using it. Obviously, China, what have you, data mining, et cetera, is a concern of mine. Um, but it's all the rage. Um, I've made TikTok videos with other people on their platforms. I just haven't really dipped my toe in it. Um, but you know, for me, I would be considered a, probably a, a late adopter on that platform. I don't know. What, what do you think, Eric? I, I still don't think you're a late adopter. I think I found TikTok completely on accident right after it launched. And it was immediately addictive because I do have the attention span of a goldfish. <laughs> it, it, that's how it hones in on you, right? They're just these oh, short yeah. little, little videos. If you haven't seen TikTok yet and uh, you don't want to waste large portions of your life, um, probably shouldn't download that app. But uh, um, it's micro entertainment, right? Like at, at a level, it's like 60, 30 to 60 seconds long of these looping videos, right? And they're just most of it is stupid. Like, uh, they're just, you know, teenagers doing crazy things, you know, uh, vapid narcissistic people showing off their bodies. Uh, sometimes there's, you know, the funny dog clips and other things. It's just like social media is now, but it's a little bit more interactive and, but it's displacing Facebook. It's displacing Snapchat. And again, if you didn't get on the Snapchat train, you're, you're already missing it, right? We're on to the next thing, which is now TikTok. And so, you know, is it relevant to you? It depends on how you like to be entertained and, and how you how you see it. For me, as an older person, I thought, oh, this is a, uh, an app for teenagers, but quickly it's now maturing and it's becoming a very valid form of entertainment. And I can find myself lost in watching it for, you know, 30 minutes without ever, you know, blinking an eye. Yeah, I have such a love hate relationship with social media because of that. You you look in Reddit, you know, Reddit is a big platform I use. I don't even have an account. I'm like the voyeur. So I know that's big on Reddit, the ones who just <laughs> look and go through the comments of that guilty as charged. That is me. Um, Instagram, Facebook, I did have a Snapchat, I deleted it, then I had a Snapchat again, then I deleted it. All my friends are probably laughing right now. And so, um, you know, something I'm looking into, I'm a millennial. Um, and so I should be eating this stuff alive. Um, and I do, I'm a, a big consumer of social media, so don't get me wrong, but I find that sometimes when I'm on all these platforms, my brain just starts racing and racing and racing and I can't get it to stop. And then I'm grumpy. And so it's just finding that balance because we don't only have 24 hours in a day. And so it's just, how do you split your time amongst all of these platforms? 
Right, right. And that's not to say that we're down on uh, social media or down on technology. Oh, not at all. There's a lot of good things that are coming out um, that we want to talk about as well. Things like uh, healthcare evolution. Um, I think COVID has been a great uh, use case for telemedicine. Um, where doctors, a lot of doctors were reluctant to even participate in telemedicine because they didn't think they would have the, the kind of high-touch patient experience and bedside manner uh, that you would, you know, while being there in person. And they're finding that's just not true. So, you know, all of those innovations and, and, and how we uh, connect and communicate were, you know, for the better and are turning out to be better are, uh, you know, uh, fantastic things that we'll talk about. Yeah, you know, to that point, um, I think healthcare is somewhat, um, at least in our realm, Eric, we come from computer science, if you will. And so we come from the engineering and, you know, the technology that we use in our day and day out on our business. But we often overlook the just the innovation that's happened in healthcare over the past 10 to 15 years. And, you know, they have artificial intelligence platforms that are more likely to predict illnesses than your doctor, they can, and in the future, they're going to be able to carve out what your, your future health projections look like based on your lifestyle now. And, you know, I think that's exciting because that gives us options. We can determine, okay, if we don't change how we're living right now, if we want that cheeseburger or we want that green smoothie, here's the impacts it's going to have on you in five to 10 years. And that is amazing. If you think about just healthcare alone. Yeah, and not to mention uh, one of the other things that uh, that that's getting revolutionized and a lot of innovation is is getting uh, brought to the forefront is is online learning platforms, right? So uh, again, you know, a lot of us tech savvy folks we're used to going online and you know doing uh, taking courses and uh, certifications and things and learning online, but you know, what do you do when you're fundamentally your you know your public school system shuts down? How can we alter education uh, and alter learning so that students get the curriculums they need, the engagement that they need to, to learn effectively? I think, uh, you know, online learning is going to be huge because not only is it an alternate to traditional schooling, which isn't necessarily a fit for everyone, it offers a more individualized, tailored training for, for, for students as well as the ability to help you know, countless people displaced by technology. So what happens when you lose your job and, you know, going back to college or going back to get a university degree isn't in the cards for you. How do you get the skills that you need? And so we'll be looking at the different online learning platforms and really get in deep in how to use online learning uh, to advance your career or potentially give you an entirely new career. Yeah, I'm really excited about that one. For the parents listening, I know the past three to four months have not been fun for you um, with your, your children home. And you, I know that there's some of our people in our audience that probably think online learning is, was a flop, but I really think if we give it a fair shot and we we're under different circumstances, we, we, we will see the value of online learning and that will just, that will just be our way of life in the future. I truly do believe that Eric. Yeah, no, for sure. So stay tuned for more on that topic. And Really, um, I mean, there's so many things that we can talk about. I mean, the ability to connect with people thousands of miles away, international business, you know, just connecting, right? The ability to to do business and to create friends and relationships with people in, you know, in other parts of the world. So there's all kinds of good stuff uh, around that and how, you know, how do we effectively use those tools and 
the the options of technology are limitless. The topics we will delve into, I think, will be intriguing uh, for many people. And if one topic doesn't suit you, then that's a great thing about podcasts. You can skip that episode and move on to the next. Yeah, for sure. So I think what are our main goals with this? Why should you you know continue to listen to us? Um, one is I think we will be able to empower you with uh, the control that you need and by looking at the tools um, and not letting them control you, right? So we want you to be able to, to adopt, the, uh, adopt technologies, adopt new software, uh, new ways of thinking, and, and, and be in control and not be the, the, the product of the marketing, so to speak, right? Oh, 100%. And new ways of thinking, uh, hashtag self-driving cars or flying cars, hashtag flying cars. I fully believe flying cars will happen within my lifetime, within your lifetime, Eric. And I'm not going to lie, that sounds pretty stinking cool. It does. So does my, my dog thinks so too. Yeah, <laughs> in here, so. Love it. Yeah, I think, you know, as we explore technology and, and, and the impact it has on many of our aspects of our lives, um, you know, we'll get to know our audience, they'll get to know us. And really, we're just, we're just here to empower people to empower ourselves. And who knows what next year's inventions will bring and what our, our home offices will look like, what our personal lives will look like, what our professional lives will look like. That is the excitement of breadcrumb theory. Um, the trail will take us on endless, endless turns. And we are here to guide you through that. Fantastic. Yes. Yes, we are. Thank you so much for uh, listening to our very first podcast. And uh, we hope that uh, you'll keep checking us out and uh, find it valuable. Absolutely. You can find us uh, at www.breadcrumbtheory.com. Any standard podcast streaming services and social media, uh, be sure to subscribe as you get to know us, give us a review and um, stay tuned for future episodes. Thanks, everyone.